2: You're listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast.
3: good evening blue jays fans and welcome to the hype that is the 2023 trade deadline and for blue jays fans so far this has already been pretty exciting with a giant acquisition here for not giving up a ton but we're going to get to that in just a few minutes after i say hello to my co-host ken alfred jason lyons how are we doing this evening
2: doing all right i mean uh something's happening tomorrow I don't know it's what's not happening a big
3: yet. deadline thing. It's not a biggie, you know. It's not like the team could either get a ton better or stay the same or become the New York Mets. I guess would be the other, the assume. other defining
4: line. So know. there is that. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, hey, hey guys, uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time. You got to love it when there's there's a buzz in the air and you know there's there could be some bombs dropped tonight. I'm still hoping for maybe one more additional piece, you know, to come the Jays way. Um, I do like some of the moves they've made. Um, I do like some of the uh, room that they've made, by uh, getting moving some guys downwards. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it's, it's, I don't know that even to this point, if there's any massive winner or massive loser so far, I mean, I know the, the white Sox can't really get rid of people fast enough. to it's like the buildings on fire, but um I mean, I feel like the way that the, or where the Jays are situated, um, you know, they're, they're sitting pretty, they're sitting pretty right now and they've got the availability to make a couple of moves. It's not going to, you know, if they don't get a guy like Tim Anderson, if they don't, you know, maybe look at a few others and it's not going to kill them certainly. But that being said, it would be really, 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 really nice to, uh, to, you know, to get one additional bat. So, you're
3: looking for them to put a bow on it this evening. I think what so. I'm yeah. hearing Mr. Lions. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, why don't we talk about how we got here as we're getting a photo bombing from some little gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> it's always good seeing you, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, anyways, so on that note, the uh, fun here is uh, the Blue Jays fans, like I said, have gotten a chance to, you know, gets something really big but but you know there hasn't been a ton of smoke and fire going on up to this point honestly this thing with with uh, Jordan Hicks came out of nowhere in my opinion i really didn't see this coming i was very happy with what the blue jays scored with genesis cabrera and we've seen very much why he can be a big piece to this club being a hard throwing lefty out of the bullpen, especially this past weekend. That was the first brick to fall. And now as we continue rolling down the dominoes, we have the blue Jays landing Jordan Hicks guys. This might turn out to be a steal for the blue Jays. If Jordan Hicks is continuing to be what Jordan Hicks has been blue Jays only give up Sam Roberts and um, Adam Klopfenstein, both guys have been prospects. And the key word is prospects because the potential is all the way up here on both those guys. The problem is they're kind of hanging yeah. around in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, steal, in my opinion. Yes. Is um, Hicks a rental? Yes. But it couldn't have come at perfect timing with Jordan Romano being on the injured list and having somebody like that, Hicks yeah. just a room right into that.
4: Perfect. Was he and even that
2: I don't even think he was on our radar in the last few years. I weeks, mean, it's, right? we
4: haven't, we certainly haven't talked about him, but I, you know, this isn't why, this is why we do this and get paid nothing. <laughs> and that's why guys in the head office get paid, hey, you know, hey. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, not Respect nothing. Keystone
3: yeah. ice, like uh, a yeah. box of beer worth of money that yeah. we get to pay for this platform
4: that we all talk even. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that both of those deals uh, have both been very, very good. Cabrera has been great. I mean, um, he looks the part. Um, I like the fact that he's sort of coming in with the hair going wild and, you know, he, he's, he's got that super cool 44 glove and he's just, I mean, he just looks like the kind of guy that you, you get at the trade deadline. <laughs> like he looks like something like a, a, a bit of a project, but he seems to have fit right in. Um, he seems to be, you know, sort of when you see him chit chatting, he's, he's right in with the guys and, and he has performed well as, as a blue Jay so far. And, and, you know, I think that the, the big thing for me is is I certainly didn't see Jordan Hicks. I, I didn't see him on the radar. I didn't see him at all. But dude throws hard. I mean, hard. He 100. has
3: a pitch this season, 104 miles an hour yeah. on the record.
4: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, yeah, he, he, and he doesn't, it's not like he's Get waving off fastball to go to different pitches. He's going to cram that thing down your throat until you can't take it anymore. And it's phenomenal. I love the guy. Like, what a great... Honestly, I, I was I was really excited about it because I knew a little bit about him and I knew he was a fireballer. But then to go and read, and now he hasn't had a great record this year. To, you know, technically for wins and losses, but he seems to be put into bad situations. And based on the quality of of, of work, uh, he's done a really good job getting himself out of those situations most times um, with not a lot of defense. If you go look at the games, yeah, so I, that I did, point, he has been that? a closer.
2: Yeah. And doesn't so he actually? I think yeah. Sorry, I just what I remember reading that he's actually like a ground ball pitcher or something like that. So a lot of the pitches, if they make contact, it's going to be hitting the ground. So he doesn't give up a lot of home runs, to my knowledge. That no,
4: right? and that that plays really well to the Jays. The Jays need ground ball hitters. They they a lot of times what you'll hear coaches say is hit for or pitch for contact. You want them to hit the ball because you've got your your hard stuff is so hard that if they get around to it, I mean, awesome. They're probably going to hit it out. If somebody barrels a ball from him at 103 or 102, it's more than likely gone. And if it isn't, it'll leave a two foot hole going out the other side on you when it, you know, when it passes through you. But that being said, his off speed stuff, because it counters speed. So you go to a plus 100 and then back down to like 89, and you just can't barrel these things. So you're hitting them straight down into the dirt and, you you know, routine uh, ground balls for your infield. Um, or, you know, Texas leaguers, fairly easy outs, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think he's a, I think he's a real real, and you know, to be honest with you, I know he's a rental, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jays don't throw something at him. If he has a successful run here. Yeah.
3: He spells perfect compliment to Jordan Romano after out of that bullpen and along with Swanson and all these guys you think about all of a sudden having him and thrown into this mix, guy's, this is going to become a crazy bullpen if you all of a sudden have Hicks. Romano throws the ball hard. Eric Swanson's got some crazy nasty stuff. Then you throw Nate Pearson, who has rejoined the team back, and there's all of a sudden a lot of power in the back end of that bullpen. That's going to be quite enticing for. Uh, however, you know Schneider wants to play around with that piece of this puzzle, and I'm very curious to see where it goes. And especially now having a, another lefty, some of this with a uh, Chances Cabrera there's a lot of good stuff going on in the Blue Jays' bullpen where we talked about a few weeks ago this was starting to look like a weakness with the fact that Jimmy Garcia wasn't quite performing. You had more or less Trevor Richards being the anchor to this bullpen because even Jordan Romanos was showing parts that he was maybe not the all-star that he was at the beginning of the season or was at least finally getting tired out a little bit, obviously. Now it's starting to look like those were back issues. (laughs) So, so. Does
2: that mean then – so who are we missing then? So right now – it seems like our starting pitchers are doing all right. Like I think Rayu's coming back soon, and now we have a stronger re- like Tuesday. closing section. Tuesday, yes. So then, I guess is the missing piece right now just that middle relief, and is there anything anyone we could potentially pick up to cover that that's currently available?
4: I think that's where um, the Cabrera and the Hicks piece fills yeah, in nicely. Yeah, and I think that that one of the ones that we were sort of looking at was um, that pitcher uh, from Chicago. Uh, he went to. Uh, he got to the tra- Dodgers. Yeah, to the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> you know, I knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I feel like, you know, to your point, Ken, that, that they made two good moves here to bolster the middle. I feel like both guys can move around. Cabrera's already done some not so, you know, doesn't have to close, doesn't have to come in near the end. You can bring him in if a, if somebody's struggling in the fourth and the fifth. Like, he came in to follow Manoa after he hit what's-his-name-in-the-face, right? So, yes. Oh, yeah, that was um, nasty. You know, yeah, it's, we'll it's, get to it's that. but it did show that he's got some versatility and he can be put into different situations. I mean, that's, you, you can't even imagine what that situation is like walking into. Like a guy's just been hit in the face. He's bleeding all over the field. It takes forever for him to get off the field and everyone's just sitting there getting cold watching this happen. Like they don't, you know, they don't do anything to, to mitigate that. They don't try and get him off the, the field or anything. And Turner then Ward? Manoa. Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. No, it's Taylor it Turner Ward. Taylor, Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward, sorry. Um, sorry. You know, it's it's one of those things where where you, you hate to see it happen. And the, the aftermath is is usually something bad. Usually the next pitcher comes in, usually gives up a donut or, you know, like gives up a home run or two or you know, everybody's just unsettled. But the Jays seem to be pretty settled afterwards. And, um, you know, I like the fact that Manoa was very clear and very concise. And I don't know if you guys were watching it live, but um, two batters before he almost hit Hunter Renfro in the face. And then he yeah. almost hit um, the second baseman in the face as well. So all he was doing yeah. was was that that sort of um, the the two seamer he was throwing was coming out of his hand funny, and his release point rather than coming straight down, his release point was sort of to the side, to and it was t- the ball was tailing up. Like the one that almost hit Renfro would have been way worse than the one that hit Ward because it would have hit Renfro square in the face. So yeah. Renfro's a face over. Like this, and the other guy at least got his 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 chin guard in the way yep. of it. Um, but I mean, it aside still sucks. And that, and I'm I glad thought, he's okay. Yeah, I thought Manoa looked good. I mean, can, is the body I, I, through leading through up through, to that, yes, through, through he was actually uh,
2: looking really good before that happened. He lost
3: I at mean. that inning. I agree. Yeah, yeah whatever like that the, Mano- the motions is. Went out,
4: mechanics went out the window.
2: Yeah, and so Niter I mean, made the right call to 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 pull him from that because you yeah, you've it got just to,
4: you got to get out there and get him out. I mean, it's it's emotional, and you know you've done damage to somebody that you didn't mean to do, and um, you know, it's not like that dude from you know, like the the I found this weird as well. I I'm just as an aside, did you guys see um, the player uh, hit the catcher from the the Cardinals in the head with his backswing? And then the pitcher beans I heard about him. I didn't see it. I mean, I know it was a curveball. So I'm the batter. I swing and I make contact behind my body with the catcher's head. Right? He turns. He says he's sorry. I've never Mm -hmm. seen this before. The pitcher then beamed him. He actually missed him with the first one from behind. And then the second one, I mean, it's a curveball. It's going 65 miles an hour. But 65 miles an hour hurts. It still hurts. He hits him with the curveball. And the guy kind of looks at him like, you know whatever is that and, because and not of that deal <laughs> but that being said um you know it's one of those things where where it's such a silly thing and then he gets kicked out you know yeah. he's, he's out of the game for a jackass move um i don't know it just seems seems dumb
3: and in the midst of that if that was a uh, something that was normally retaliatory in in baseball period as blue jays fans we would have seen that happen repetitively jose yes. bautista had one of the yeah. longest in baseball and when yes. was not too far behind I go back to watching Tony Bautista stuff <laughs> yeah. well, the same thing with the the ball where you know you're the pitcher right now Jason I'm looking straight at you like this <laughs> and then he stepped in and kind of did all of these yeah there was
4: actually another one I, I seem to watch a lot of baseball this weekend there was another one where uh, I think it was the Rockies got called for two intentional hits like where they were in the box the and room. they leaned in and took it off their elbow. And, and I got gotcha. you. know, I don't know if I've ever seen two in a game before. I think that was this week. I don't think anyways. I barely
3: see you. Barely see one.
4: I know. Um, <laughs> okay, Dorn, you
3: movies. you wanted to wear one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so when can we talk about Mitch White leaving?
3: I was actually going to say that when are you guys, that guys might be call the best that? one so far, regardless of these pieces, um, be-
4: between in the midst that of the and-
3: moving things around, he was designated for assignment today. Yeah. So the Mitch White experiment is officially over at the major league level. There is a chance that he still becomes a Toronto Blue Jay, however, because if nobody claims him as a, you know, designated for assignment, his assignment would be Buffalo if he chooses to accept it. So that would be the catch. That's how that whole designated for assignment piece works.
4: I I don't mind paying his salary. Just don't let him stay. Don't let him come anywhere near an MLB stadium unless the Jays are pitching, unless he's pitching against the Jays. And then that would be awesome. This is actually the same situation. (laughs) Yes. That uh, Trent Thornton
3: just did with the, yeah. Yeah. We released, well, we just designated him for assignment. and It turned into a trade Seattle, right? With Seattle. He, and I don't know if he's at the major league level with Seattle, but Seattle has made
4: a buttload of trades. Holy monkey.
3: Yes, and to that point, did anybody see that when the one that was really shocking to me was the fact that they traded their closer in Paul Saywald?
4: Yeah, I just so I was just about to do so, this, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> breaking
2: news! Breaking news!
4: And it, I can't say they got a bunch of good stuff back. No, no they pieces. didn't. And, and I, it, it's funny because as we were sort of looking at it, I'm 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 reading four um, player deal. Yeah, and then it, the funny thing is is if you go down and you know, thank you MLB trade rumors for being right on top of things. Hats off to you guys. But if you go down in the argue in the article, two of the other guys they're talking about really trying to move Arte Oscar and Ty France. Now, I am not a Ty France guy. Uh, I think Ty France is one of the worst defensemen first base first defensive first baseman to have ever played the game possibly. He's awful. Awful. Anyways, he has a massive bat, <laughs> and so I mean, if you have a guy like Vlad, DH can, ain't so bad. Yeah, you have a guy like Vladdy who can play one all the time. Um, I might be more, you know, more inclined, but it would certainly yeah. be interesting to see if they could get Teoscar uh, for a song. But what's what do you guys figure Seattle's trying to achieve here? Like they seem to be wholesaling. Are they that so far they, out?
3: I didn't think they were far enough out that to be selling their closer. Me either. And I think the only thing that they're hoping is that Andres Munoz comes back, you know what I mean? And they don't really lose anything, but I can't say that they really got anything. That's the problem. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, great. Uh, Josh Rojas is a, you know, a guy that's been a quadruple A player, according to what I'm reading. Um, Dominic Calzone, or Canzone, sorry, I'm thinking food.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They might've got, they might've been better off with a Calzone.
3: Yes. Maybe I don't know, and maybe one of these guys turns into something. But I'm not seeing a lot anybody that was high end, crazy draft picks, or anything that I would think would return somebody like Paul Saywald. That's the thing I don't understand, and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. This one guy that they traded, Ryan Bliss, was a 30th round draft pick by the Boston Red Sox. Um, he moved up and got you know bet on himself in Arizona, picked him in a second round a, f- a couple of years later after some college. But
4: See, now you the, know the the, the Mariners that's the guy that played. they went after,
3: if anything. But you know he's the Mariners a left have fielder. just traded
4: two more just now. Uh, who, they so finalized the, fire sales the deal. The, finalized the deal to get AJ Pollock. So Giants See, are now. getting Pollock and Matthias from the Mariners for more minor leaguers For John for. Uh, John Brebia? brevia
3: Oh, Brebia. No, I... That he was a high-end draft pick at one point. Okay, well, but a. he's a. Mollick, not young I wasn't any anymore. Sure playing baseball anymore. <laughs> yeah, Brebbia is on a sixty-day IL, and uh, I can't say he's in his prime when he's thirty-three and hasn't wow. pitched more than thirty innings in the in majors. So, to me, this spells full-on fire sale going on with the freaking Seattle Mariners. Yeah, it looks that way. I mean,
2: I really want to see what the front office people it. are looking at when they're making these decisions. I mean, it's, it's just off not...
3: Seattle fans, I can tell you that.
4: Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I just don't get it, right? <laughs> they were like, like, we turned to fire
3: out of it a month ago. What? what the hell are you doing?
4: I just know beat up Blue like- Jays. <laughs> you know, what's so funny is i saw the episode the the highlight of the episode the seinfeld episode where he's talking about why why they traded jay Buner to the mariners oh <laughs> my god like that. and it just makes me think of the same thing like they'll lose hernandez this afternoon and maybe another guy and he's, <laughs> he's gonna rock it that up bliss kid
3: might, that bliss <laughs> kid might be something but he he was the mvp apparently in the uh futures game this year but yes he was But still, you know, okay, great. The Futures game can be anything from single-A guys to triple-A guys. You know, is he that close that they're going to bring him up into the outfield and hope he produces right now with Julio and everybody? I
4: I doubt doubt it. it.
3: (laughs) So, anyways, let's talk anything else you would like to other than the fact that, you know, Max Scherzer apparently
4: is going to be a competition for us now again. What a donkey of a deal. so exciting. What a donkey (laughs) of a deal that is. Did you guys read the, the, like, the brass tacks of it? So, oh, the
3: fact that there's giant piles of money still being paid. For, yeah, the Mets,
4: the Mets will pay all but two point or twenty two point five of Scherzer's contract, right? And I mean, yep. you know, Acuna is a pretty good infielder, apparently. Um, he but, is the, the brother of Ronald Acuna, Ronald Acuna. <laughs> Luis Aniel <laughs> Acuna. So, anyway, Max Scherzer has the right to opt out of his contract at the end of the season. Yeah. If he doesn't like he being it. in Texas, he can just be like, I'm going somewhere else. And Correct. I mean, he's still going to pay for it—thirty $30 million or whatever. Oh, my God. How crazy. That, yeah. Oh, crazy. So,
3: you know, we were just talking about what is starting to look like a major or Marlins uh, fire sale. How What's going on in New York and Queens? That is a fire sale, I think. We also saw the, the Mets trade uh, outfielder Mark Canna earlier today, too, yep. apparently was a breaking which was a guy we talked about on this show last week. As somebody I would spell really well for our fourth outfielder, where did he end up going? The Marlins? Uh, oh, no, no, Brewers. 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 The Brujas. That's the a Brujas. sneaky, really good pick for the Brewers. Are who are in a division they could still make some serious headway. Yep. So that's my 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 National League baseball team. I love the Brewers. <laughs> So I got the there. chance to
4: meet Bob Uecker and he's a hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> I, I think outside. it's interesting to see some yeah. of these teams that are really going, you know, right in like Texas is right in hey eh? like, I mean, they are, they are in it to win it. Um, I'll be interested to see who else they try and acquire. I mean, they've got some pretty good pieces right now with Simeon and with, uh, with Seager and, and, uh... oh, and did you guys see Randall Gritchett got traded? Yeah. Um, him and somebody else got traded to the, from the Rockies to the, it'll come it to the rumor it was going to be Yankees for a bit.
3: But nope, I don't think it's, that's not, it's, settled. it's
4: not, it's not, um, it's, I want to say Dodgers, but it might, it might be wrong. It might be. Uh, Dodgers, where is it? it? Hold on, here it is. Uh, last night trades of Ra- Randall Gritchick and, oh, to the Angels, Gritchik and Cron. That's two heavyweights. Oh,
3: CJ Crone. Oh. Yeah. The crone zone gets to go to uh, his old uh, backyard. Actually. That's where he used to play. He had some good years with them.
4: Yeah, he did. And I mean, it's nice to see Gritchick is having a pretty good year. Actually. Um, I, I, I I never liked, I never liked him leaving. (laughs) I, (laughs) I was actually quite a big Randall Gritchick guy. I, I I thought he was reminded me of sort of Cody Bellinger light back then. And, um, you know, he hit the ball hard and played the infield or outfield really well. And, um, so good luck in Anaheim.
3: Yeah, and I hope it, I hope not too much good luck because all of these things that are going on in Anaheim have just solidified the fact that Shohei is not going anywhere. You well, don't trade least... for Lucas Giolito and Rodriguez from the White Sox. You don't trade for Gritchik and Crone if you aren't
4: going for it. Well, I so... don't think they could. I I don't think that they could not try. I feel like I feel like Shohei has made indications probably to the Angels that he's he might not be coming back. Um, yeah, and so, so I mean, if if that's the case, then they're trying to put all their chips in now because what they were probably asking for was way too much for anyone to give them oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And then so you put that, to, except for maybe the Yankees. The Yankees might have been able to throw a bunch of stuff at it just to get them for the rest of the season. How good was the stuff though? They're minor league system because they're not going to trade. They'd have to trade their two best guys. that are
3: pretty much playing for their team right now. Right, and maybe <laughs> as that's far as the prospects. case.
4: Maybe the price was just too steep for anybody to want to take a chance on. On you know, show hey for that he's got the fingernail issue, and now he's got this leg cramping that is apparently affecting him almost every game. Um,
0: I and, still I mean, can't get still, that out of my still head. Still
4: takes me. a yard bomb every single time he's a threat <laughs> to go up. Are we going to talk about Chapman yelling at uh, yelling Ready at the there. skip <laughs> as well? <'Cause, laughs> yeah, it's been a long weekend. So, and this
3: is the fun of what's going on right now, because there is just craziness going on for Toronto Blue Jays fans right now between the trade deadline, the extra crazy effort that's happened over the last week here. It's been an interesting week. There's been mm-hmm. just enough peppering and enough good things. And honestly, i got a whole conversation canned up for that Matt Chapman thing that I wanted to throw at you. But I want to finish this trade deadline talk first before we go too far, because that was my first focus of the whole show. This team, as we sit right now, just those two acquisitions, really lengthening out this bullpen. Especially once you get Romano healthy, do you guys think? Would if those are the only things that happen in Blue Jays land this trade deadline? Do you think we're a better team than we were a week ago?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Not I think. So. <laughs> I, I,
4: if if it, if it was if it was over right now, this second, I would probably give them a B plus. Um, having not seen anything yet from, um, you know, from Jordan Hicks, um, just going on the, um, uh, what I've seen so far. um, I mean, it's, it's a two good trades for two good pitchers. Um, I feel like they're both going to help us, you know, and, and really, like I said, if we, if, if, if they get one more bat, I think awesome. If not, I think they're going into the the dark part of summer as I like to call it um with all guns blazing I mean <laughs> they got Ryu back they've got a healthy you know a, a mostly healthy pitching staff they have a very healthy team right now you know uh Springer hasn't hurt himself in, in at least a month um no Not and, 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 <gasps> and no no that's see, I think what we're counting on now is the more the Jays players get hurt the better they come back it's like it's like they're doing some sort of a frankenstein thing again danny jansen just mashing the ball when he comes back and same with kirky you know he he gets hit in the hand and he comes back and starts mashing again and
3: um
2: maple beef can't
3: go wrong (laughs) so on that note ken do you have anything you'd like to add to that because it definitely cannot hurt to add a guy like jordan hicks who has a 12.7 strikeouts for nine innings right now. That's only, I think that might be leading the Blue Jays outside of Trevor Richards right now.
2: Yeah. Might be yeah, the only I mean, one that's close to that. He gives us added depth for our, for our closers and we need that right now because like you said, Romano showing some wear and tear for this part of the season. So having Hicks in there, that could potentially close off a few games or they can even alternate when Romano is back, you know, and you said Nate Pearson as well could potentially be a setup guy as well to try and do it. So mm-hmm. As long as if we're ahead, it seems like we got a good core of closers that uh, that can help us out. Yes,
3: I believe we're heading in the right direction too. And honestly, guys, this is the one area I think I called out a few weeks ago that if they really focused on the bullpen and the pitchers, the starters keep doing what they've been doing, even if you get Romano into the fourth or fifth inning, like we've kind of been getting, or not Romano, a Noah in yeah. the fourth or fifth yeah. inning, um, it spells success uh-huh. because right now. Everybody else has been clicking really well. It seems like they've been having trouble getting out of the gate every starting pitcher so far, and I think tonight's another perfect example of that is Bassett just got beat up for two runs in the first inning against the Orioles this evening. But in the midst of that, they've locked it in. We saw that same thing with Barrios yesterday, and it's they found a way to win, and against some good teams over the last week too. That's the thing that I find the most intriguing piece of this whole thing. Did we have a yeah. shit series with the Mariners? Yes. <laughs> but did they find a way to put it over the last week? They, you know, you won, went four and two over the last week. That is perfect.
2: Yeah. We won That's- the series that we were talking about. Like you said, we were struggling last week and we had a great showing in, in LA and, uh you know, taking two of three and then another two of three. So we're making the right steps. And I think, like I said, as long as we're winning a series or splitting a series we're we're good.
4: Yeah. I 100% agree. I mean, if they can, you know, uh, and especially to go, you know, uh, to go as well as they did against the Dodgers, who are arguably one of the best teams in baseball right now. They're hot. Um, the Jays look incredible against them. And then, you know, they go in against, against Shohei and 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 they beat them. I mean, it's – I feel like there's a lot of things going right now. Like, the, a lot of the things that you want to go right, like, we could talk to no end. We could just have a show. If there wasn't a trade deadline tomorrow, there could just be a show about Boba Shot and Whitmerfield. I mean it is Correct. it is asinine what those two guys are doing right now. It is it's like they're playing a different sport. Like I will <laughs> give it to some guys like Otani and and Mike Trout and Aaron Judge and there's good baseball players out there. I challenge Correct. you to find two better guys right now in the whole league. Maybe Acuña and and those two are the hottest things in baseball right now. Like they're just like- unreal. I
3: quote one of my favorite stupid comedies, and in De- and in, uh, Zoolander. They're so hot right now. Oh
4: yeah, they're the Hansel. <laughs> of, they certainly are the Hansel of the MLB Honestly. right now. It might I'm be a, a walk-off. Turner. Just saying. I'm an Ambie Turner. <laughs> yeah, and is it Merrifield
2: also a restricted free agent or something like at the end of the season too? So he's I think got a
4: one-year, to- one-year contract option. I think. I think he's a J for one more year past this, and then he has an option for two after that, or something like that.
3: Yeah. Which Depends I can't where see the, the options lay.
4: Yeah, I can't see them not. Unless I mean, his stock is rock, like skyrocketing right now. So let's just hypothetically say you get through the end of this season, they have a good playoff run. You know, maybe, maybe even we do it all. Um, the the Whitmerfield's value at the end of this season is going to be ultra high for a guy who's not, you know, maybe one of your key cogs. Like maybe he becomes a very tradable piece in the off season, and you can really go out and get like a uh, i have a strange off.
3: feeling he's going to take his option it's Ooh, a mutual yeah. option by the yeah. way and it's for 18 million dollars which is a doubling and some what his current pay is i do so too i'd be unless the blue jays turn it down and right now i can't say they would unless they literally just want to save the money but for what he's been to this team he has been that igniter you know i he I'm going to quote something here and I want to I'm getting doing this to get a reaction. Remember when Paul Molitor came in in 1993 and what he did for this lineup. It's very looking much in game wise, what Whit Merrifield is doing. And to the fact that he's also in the batting race, just like yeah. Molitor was that year. I think it's very, very intriguing. Yeah. You know, the game's changed a lot since 1993, but he is that spark plug that this lineup needed. And Segue points, Jason, because I wanted to talk about how he's an hour of the leadoff guy.
4: Yeah, well, I was gonna say he he's started. Like how one can up. you? I don't know how you could deny him. I mean, you could see it coming. Like, what is he? He's hitting happen, he's almost hitting 500 over the last 30 days. Is that what it was? I knew it was 4, 480 <laughs> something or something like that. It's insane. And so, and you
3: know, 30 it's, days, yeah, he's been
4: 365 over the last 30 days. It's nuts. And it, you know, he keeps getting on base. He keeps the the, the turning. That's the most important the thing. Games. And, and <laughs> George Springer is an excellent leadoff guy. He turns the order over a lot. He gets to the two and the three a lot. And he's been doing it less and less and less. But it just seems like, to me, he's just not hitting the ball as hard as he was a month ago. Like, he's still making contact, but they're Texas leaguers, and the guys are catching them quite easily. He's not hitting the ball out um, and you can see it on his face. You can see he's missing, um, but I, mm. I, I feel like he's still had a pretty good, you know, a, a pretty good run for the last couple of weeks. He, he gets on. He he's still fast. He's enough. doing I mean, his game. I think that What's that, that, that point? was if Paul Molitor ever could take anything from what it would have been his speed. Like, I mean, holy Moses is that guy. Fast. fast?
3: Which is saying something because Paul Molitor was no slouch on the base. No, no. But There's but a nope. reason he's a hall of famer. I'm yeah. <laughs> just saying, I'm not saying that that's what Whit Merrifield has become. I'm just thinking those two seasons are very, very similar in where things are for both those gentlemen. Yes. The fact yeah. that Whit Merrifield is having every measure of his, being this is a career year for him. And and to your point, how can you push him anywhere else? You couldn't contain him in that leadoff spot. And this is what every good player does at that point. They force the manager's hand. He couldn't stay where he was in the batting lineup. He's too valuable right now to not have hitting in front of Bo, Vladdy, and company. And to that fact, George Springer is going to be just fine.
4: Oh, yeah. And we all know that.
3: But having him in that fifth spot or so, what's the problem? <laughs> None. And, and
4: it's it's like Kiermaier asking to stay in the nine spot. Like I was actually surprised for a bit there they didn't move him up because he was hitting well. He's fast, and so what you were running into is Bichette hits the ball to the outfield a lot, and you almost want to have somebody like Kiermaier who's on, and now that's Witt because Witt is significantly faster than George on the bases. I don't I don't know if they were to race who would be faster, but On the bases, Whit Merrifield is faster than George Springer. I think he's not the first
3: named named. He's the fastest. Just remember that. So it's (laughs) um,
4: it's one of those things where you have to be able to generate those runs. And like I even saw it in the you know in the the Angels, the last Angels game there. Like I mean, you know, Bo's on two, and he is rounding three, coming home as that ball lands, basically. Like, and that's what you need. You need that kind of aggressive base running and. I mean that was a that was a shame of a game, uh, you know. As as I've stated many times before, that when as soon as Jimmy Garcia gets up, you might as well pack your stuff up and leave the building because he's either given up a tater or you know or many taters. Um,
3: Somebody has finally come back to forum by the way, very nicely. As we yeah. put him on blast many a times in the show. It's just like, what is going on, guy? Go back to the low leverage shit, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, I think you're right. And um, I don't know if have you guys seen what the lineup card looked like tonight, other than the fact that I would make the argument that, you know, how Kirk and Jansen are that neither of them are benchable at this point. But um, it's Merrifield, Bichette, Brandon Belt, Vladdy, Matt Chapman, Rarsho, Kirk, Biggio, Kiermeyer. There's not a, room, not a lot of room to hide in that lineup at this point. Biggio, I think, is your one hiding spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he is to that he, point. He, he runs into, into enough. Yeah, he runs into enough. That's the catch. And right now, you talk about guys that might not be here in the you know very near future. If something tra- crazy happens, I think the Espinal Vigio is one. If you're looking for the major leaguer to be included in a trade, unfortunately, you're looking at one of those two guys for sure. Um, yeah. but I think the Blue Jays have enough good things in their minor league system to offset that with Ernie Clement. The Nathan Lucas, those kind of people to come right back into this lineup and augment that rather quickly unless you get that outfielder that you're looking for back in that trade or whatever it might be. Maybe it's the Teoscar thing. I don't know. Um, to that point, I know the Teoscar thing might have some smoke to it because yeah, if you're looking at what the uh, Mariners are doing right now, admit it, they're going to trade him. Teoscar yeah, will not, sure. I will be shocked if he's a – he, at the end of the trade deadline, which is more or less 24 hours from now, I think it's 22 hours and some change from when we started recording this show that it's going to happen. He'll be on another team tomorrow.
4: And, and I don't think game. he wants he's to he's be there
3: anymore. Yeah. He's a free agent anyway. So yeah. he's not going to be there one way or the other.
2: Yeah. Should we I mean, sign him though? I don't care if we sign
3: him or whatever right now, because right now it would look pretty damn nice if we were able to get him back and then still keep the athleticism with Dalton Bar show. You know, it's like we won that trade hands down you really didn't give up anything. <laughs> you turned around and paid uh, paid take Oscar anyways.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um,
3: so um, but is what it is, and I know those are two different teams I was throwing around there in the aggregate, but the fact that you could have Brandon Belt, Jansen. And a t- Oscar, somehow rotating in and out of the lineup in the DM. Brain
0: fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But many health understands that for women over forty, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.
1: That's
3: a thunderous bat all of a sudden being added. And that, you know somebody like the Oscar comes back in, like, in here, he's like ah, ha, ha.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: he's all back in business again, you know what I mean? And throwing seeds at everybody. It'll be like nothing changed. It really yeah. I really don't think it'd be anything too bad for him. Interesting. So, but anyway, I love the lineup with Wit at the top of it. I
4: think I Me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna play with what are they Bo calling Shet him now? Shot did you guys see that they're calling him big hit wit? Big, big hit, hit, win. Win. <laughs> big hit I like it. To that point, he's come up with a lot of plenty of big hits over the last Unreal. few Unreal, and too, it was so you know was what very, as much as fun. as much as we beat the crap out of Dalton Varshow, you know he it was nice to see him get a game winner. It was nice to see him get a couple of doubles. And you want to talk about speed? Good lord, that guy is moving when he hits the ball. He is like a little ball of thunder coming down the line. And uh, I like it that he's sort of I I, I feel like maybe it's taken him this long to sort of buy into the culture. Like even when he was getting base hits before he wasn't doing the, the super or the, you know, the punch and he slid into two last night and came up punching. And, you know, it's, I think sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for you to get with your group. And I mean, can you imagine right now, let's just, let's just say this. What if from this point onwards, Varsho catches fire? I mean, and we, 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 we see what he can do he can hit the ball out and when he doesn't when he hits it in the gap it's a guaranteed double could be a triple yeah. every time so if you're talking about having the potential of five or six guys that that's their mo like yeah. that's Bo's mo that's wits mo if you get varsho putting balls into gaps and 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 pushing base runners like that and kiermaier doing the same i mean you're the rays that's what the rays do they put they put balls on the ground where you can't get to them, and they make you try and throw them out. And these guys are major leaguers; so they should throw them yeah. out more, but they don't. I mean, they're Correct. they're human, and they panic. And you know, it's 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 little league is what it is.
3: Yeah. So go ahead. You got anything else? I'm I'm just gonna give you more segue points as you talk about little league. There was some little league shenanigans in our locker room and dugout and everything the other night. <laughs> Here, um, Matt Chapman. Literally putting John Schneider on blast, and I think it sank in because we saw the game the game plan change very vastly <laughs> after this. More or less, you, the cameras for you know all baseball media on Friday night caught it because it was on Apple Podcasts. Well, it was Friday night, correct?
4: Yeah, I yeah. believe so.
3: Yeah, hey, hold on. More Let or me less, just
4: say something. Let me just say yeah, something. I don't know you guys if you guys have watched a game game on, on Apple yet. The quality of the product that is being put onto Apple is so it's like this if this is regular what they call 4k baseball the apple product is through the roof of my house and on a 767 flying to to jamaica like (laughs) so just a little little better they do not exist in the same realm like 4k cameras everywhere on the field 4k everything the sound is incredible there's no commercial so when it goes you can hear people talking you can hear the crunch 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 you can you can see guys ripping open yeah. seed bags and stuff like that it's i mean if it's I not can't the say features, the announcing is anything I it's like. terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <bad. laughs> thank you for teeing me up in the right direction but yeah. now you may continue with your match up so
3: on that note um i I'll, well we'll continue with matt chapman but i want to talk about the broadcast on sunday too because i'm sure you guys had the whole alternative view th- experience through peacock on sunday as well correct
4: i don't know uh the game was on sportsnet here on sunday wasn't it okay so because yes, here in the states i
3: had to watch it on the you know the nbc peacock oh, the thing it was, peacock. Ba- it was the it was the game the baseball game of the week in or the week. whatever yeah. And um, honestly, I enjoyed the living hell out of it because it was really cool because what they do is they have their own announcer that's on that every week. But then they grab the color commentators for each team. So Joe Siddle was the one sitting in for the Blue Jays with I can't remember who it was on the. Uh,
4: who is the know. other guys? Is it Kenny Alpert and um, John Smoltz. Is that who do the baseball? I think it was
3: Kenny Alpert. No, John Smoltz is three people okay. in the booth and it was the one gentleman. Uh, uh S- Joe Siddle and <laughs> whoever, but it was really cool to get that at the, you know, that aspect of Siddle clearly educating the other guy and them telling us about angels guys. There was that cohesion in that, you know, that was really fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend going and watching it. If you can find it on, or some of the comments and stuff, especially during the, you know, crazy extra innings that it turned into, but let's go back to Matt Chapman. Basically, this all ensued is the fact that the Blue Jays did pitch to Shohei Itani. So, Matt Chapman goes into the dugout and basically gets within, like, view of freaking John Schneider and goes, I think the the quote that I'm looking at here is, why do we pitch to him? He's the fucking only guy that can hit on this team. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys...
4: Did you guys see in the broadcast um, when they, that was the same broadcast that where they were talking to wit in the outfield and he's like, <laughs> I don't know why you guys keep talking to me. He's like, there's an alien in the dugout over there. And he's, you know, you, you got <laughs> me mic'd up and you've got an alien over there. You could go talk to. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nature. I mean, <laughs> I think that, I don't know if you guys read any, I watched the high, you know, I watched the highlight. Then I watched Schneider talk about it then I watched Chapman talk about it. And I mean, Chapman's a passionate guy who obviously knows baseball very, very, very well. And I think we've all been in a situation, you know, where you see a guy throw to a guy and you're like, why, why, why even, you know, why tempt fate? You know, don't put one anywhere near the plate. And if you walk them, you walk them and you're going to, you're going to intentionally walk them anyways. In most cases, what did they do it? Three yes. more times over the rest of the weekend. and. Yeah. You know, of like course, so, yeah. the situation allows for it because the the second baseman was hitting doubles most of the time, or at least he was hit getting right. on and then stealing. So, were, should you should you walk him? Yeah, I, I, and let me say this out loud: the uh, intentional walk should be taken out of everything except for maybe the majors. Maybe uh, I still think that you you leave it in there and let them pick their poison. You either got to yeah. pitch around him or you got to let the guy hit a dinger like. Come on. Like nobody came, (laughs) nobody came to see a guy with four balls. Like, come on. And they do it in like in our 11, 12 in our finals, our our strongest hitter got walked. Um, And and it's so frustrating to think that, that that's no, that does not give that kid any development. And I don't care what level you're at. If you intentionally walk somebody, you're not giving anyone any development. And you're actually saying to your pitcher, you're not good enough to beat this guy. So, I I think all around Major League Baseball, anybody who's listening at the ivory tower, get gas the 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 intentional walks or, you know, make it a put a point on the board if you want to intentionally walk somebody, they get a run. Yeah, there's
3: some other penalty there other than a walk that could possibly be beneficial for the game. Two guys on, (laughs) but regardless of second
4: base and the guy, another guy goes on.
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Um, but, you know, that's an interesting take. But the fun part about this whole thing is, ironically, the way it turned out, Matt Chapman turns around and bites them in the ass as far as the yep. Angels are concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a home run and gets the Blue Jays on the board and gets them going. So it worked he out. He was fired up. He was fired up. <laughs> yeah, that Matt Chapman was
4: in the eye so black, screaming.
3: So I have this question, then. If you're John Schneider,
4: you to just keep poking the bear to get him angry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no if it motivates I, I, him. I, I think that matt chapman's the yeah, kind of guy that, that 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 that's a one-off that All you right. know hitting him, him angry hitting that home run is a one-off i think you know like the, there's very few players who play really like joey Votto plays really well pissed off he's he's even <laughs> Blue come J's to fans say love jose bautista getting thrown out yes him, just yeah. <laughs> yeah jose bautista played ahead, well pissed off You know, like, and of course there's guys who rise to the challenge guys. There's got lots of guys that love to be challenged. Like if you're going to come in on me, the next one I'm going to pull right off my belt and smash it out of the park or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I don't think that Chapman, I don't think that challenging Chapman again like that is the right thing to do. What I think is the right thing to do is to, uh, you know, respect the fact that the guy's a good baseball player and, um, you know, if it was me, I might even jokingly the next time. You know, the the when the next time I was going to go make a pitching change, I'd walk over to him and I'd like point at the thing so the cameras can all get it and have him give you like the thumbs up and then go change the pitcher, like something funny like that. Where you're like, I'm only taking advice from Matt Chapman from here on out for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of the season. But, Fine, you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like the fact that Schneider kind of made it. I don't know if you guys saw the interview, but he made it pretty funny. And you know, he was like that's a passionate guy who knows baseball really, really well. And um, you know, he, all he did he was make him, right. He <laughs> made a very, yeah, he made a very good point and he might've been right. And so it's, <clears throat> it's one of those things where you're like, you know, it, 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 uh, you like to see it. You like to see a guy in the, at the end of July that heated for giving up a home run that didn't kill them. Right. Correct. Like, I mean, if it was to, to lose a series or, you know, that would have if made more was, sense. Yeah. But it was just Matt Chapman, you know, coming off the field. What are we doing? Saying, yeah. Why are mm-hmm. we doing that? Like, like you know better. Danny Jansen knows better. <laughs> the pitcher knows better. They all know better. Don't throw to this him.
3: Guy sitting know? behind home plate knows better than yeah. Home plate lady knows better. <laughs> She's seen enough games. Uh, so, anyways, like I said, we ended up having a very good series against the Dodgers, a very good series against the Angels. I can't say there was anything outside of the fact that we gave eight runs up to the Dodgers last Tuesday. That was really a big problem the whole weekend. Where I know we're nitpicking this thing right now because of a conversation that happened between Chapman and whatnot and uh, Schneider, but. They played a good series, and even that game where they lost seven to eight, that was a crazy game to watch. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it was, that it was a very, very, close one, yes. very extensively, um, and I was stupid enough to stay that that late to watch it. But that's besides the point. I know Jason, <laughs> that you know, was late Jason, Jason's finally, yeah, yeah that exactly. Was, that was like a, a 10, 11 o'clock stop here. I think almost. Yeah, I stayed up because oh, I couldn't sleep. Anyways, I'm like, I'm going to keep watching the ball game. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, well, Blue basically... <laughs> Jays fans, get the perk yeah. from it a little bit every well, every Monday after a uh, Monday evening at seven p.m.
4: <laughs> and I I agree with you that lot that game it was a frustrating you know, it was frustrating to watch the Dodgers pile on, but they're a good baseball team. It's not like Correct. it was the Oakland A's doing that. I mean, you know, you're you're looking at one of the better teams in the majors right now, and one of the things that I found interesting was Freddie Freeman after the series. Um, I can't remember who they played next. I, I could probably figure it out, but there was a small interview where with him, where he, he was kind of like they were, you know, he kind of gave the, they, they were who we thought they were, um, mm-hmm. you know, quote, and, and we still couldn't contain them. Like yeah. we had every, we, we were ready to go. We had, we were fully prepped for the plan them. Plan was you in know, place. Plan was in place. And, and everybody's got a plan until you get smashed in the mouth with a folding chair. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, where for the Jays to walk in there, you know, just, just chests out. I mean, at no point did they not look like they were winning that series. Like even when they lost the game, it was just like, yeah, you know, we're, we're pretty good and we're going to keep, yeah, we're going to keep coming at you. Um, so it's fun to watch fun baseball
3: right now. So going to where the Blue Jays are going to. So let's say nothing crazy happens over the trade deadline. They don't net Marcus Stroman to be the other seventh starter, sixth starter, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point, because Yunjin Ryu is starting tomorrow. So they are officially going to what we rumored around with a couple of weeks ago, guys, that they are going to a six-man rotation until Mm -hmm. probably somebody wins out after this extended lawn road trip, home game trip everything they're playing another you know two weeks in a row basically from tonight they don't have another off day until monday the 14th of august so tonight is just continuing this stretch that they're on right now where they don't have any off days for an extended long time mm-hmm. so the six man rotation does make sense for the time frame they're in After that, things go back a little bit to normal until you get to late September or mid-September, basically, and then it comes into 10-game spurts, right? But at the end of the day, this is lining things up that so you're not burning out Kevin Gosman. You're not burning out Jose Barrios who's having a really, really resurgent year. This is just lengthening up those innings so that they're, they're saving each of those guys two starts, I think, is really what the aggregate is, two, three of them here. If you're able to keep them off of that, normal five-day rest the next few weeks. But to that point, are either of you excited to see Jin Ryu come back tomorrow? I know he's been a very up-and-down Toronto Blue Jay pitcher, but he has shown some really good promise so far in the minor leagues. What do you think, yeah. Ken?
2: I'm thinking it's going to be great to see him back. Um, how was his performance? Like, I think he was performing really well. It was a double A, triple A while he was getting back into the swing of things, but He's made uh, two three good starts in triple A um, at this point. And, and, and what a first game back playing against the Orioles!
3: I know, right? Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> they, they
2: couldn't they give us the A's or the White Sox first, like yeah. they did with Manoa, yes. right? I think we had like those, yeah. uh, I think it was the White Sox or something that Manoa got his form back at, at least for that start. Love to see yeah. Ryu like that because you can tell it's going to be heavily scrutinized. Either he's going to do really well or he's going to give up a bunch of dingers and then everyone's going to say, Oh, see, he's no good. I'm like, Oh, yeah, and there's no
3: guarantee of a ton of run support from the uh, Blue Jays tomorrow too. With Kyle Bradish being the gentleman yeah. pitching for the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow, who's pitching to the tune of a 3.29 ERA right now, and he's got a barely over one walks hits per inning.
4: I think some of the thought is, or what the hope is probably, is that Ryu can yeah. get four. You know, I think that they've now that they've got some horses in place to try and eat up some of those those innings in between. Like obviously, you don't want the Jays relievers pitching as much as they are right now which which you know as it gets later into the games the same guys are coming out and they're pitching three four five times in a row usually not five but at least four
3: and to that point i think they made the counter move that you're looking for though they brought bowden francis back up today yes, with yeah. um, jay jackson going out for family reasons for the next couple of days so they were able to bring up on guy up to. i Austin.
4: like that jay jackson guy um yeah J. J. Gotta, lo- gotta love them coming <laughs> off the field and, and yelling and screaming he, he, so loud you could hear it up in the booth I was like wow that's awesome dude like <laughs> yeah. just just having a, having a game out there so yeah I mean it's it's uh I feel like you know like is it possible that we could play the Orioles and the Guardians any more over the next two months <laughs> like geez louise did we lose some sort of bet that we had to play them so often wow and then it's yeah. tampa bay and the the tampa bay and the yankees for a month and a half <laughs> yeah
3: you're only spelling that whole kansas real, city the next month is uh kansas city well you've got a yeah. good well colorado you got the nationals at the end of the month of august yeah
4: that actually that that's that's not bad the washington colorado oakland kansas city that might be a good yeah way to warm the bats up and get some get some rest for some guys and and really come into that last part of the of the the schedule because that's the last part of it. Ken I don't know if you've seen it or not, but from September 20th to October 1st, they don't play anyone but the Yankees or the Rays. <laughs> Yes. 1 2 oh, 3 four, five, six, the Red Sox seven, and the eight, Rangers, nine, nine, 10, uh, right before 11 before that. <laughs> yeah, 12 <laughs> games in a row. The three before that or the four before that are the Rangers and the and the Red Sox. So Yeah. Not the to easiest point, way they to have.
3: End. They have 2 weeks to really get their stuff right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, from August 28th to on uh, to September 11th, yeah, playing teams that are not even—they're sellers at a, at the best right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, well this will really like put the Rockies to- just traded their best players. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, that's so really going
2: to put the test to us, right then, right? So, like to show how good we really are—if we can beat the team, beat the best—that's what we need to be if we want to really progress into the playoffs. Potentially take it all the way. Is that you know? It's not going to be many easy games. You know, I think we no. love having. You know, the, the White Sox and the A's here and there. But eventually, we are going to have to play the teams that uh, are really, really good or really give us a lot of problems.
4: My favorite team from the National League just made a trade. Oh, do we have one uh, out off the presses? The Cincinnati Reds have acquired Sam Mole from the Athletics. Or Moll. M-O-L-L. Anyways, um, oh. <laughs> not a huge deal, uh, but... No. Uh, I will say this about, uh, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan from a long time ago. When I lived in Ontario, we used to drive down to, um, to Florida to watch spring training as a, you know, my family. And, um, when I was about six years old or seven years old, uh, Johnny bench picked me up and put me onto the field. And so I was out there with the Reds and I, I, I Uh seem to always have an affinity for them from that point going on. And my my one son Carter and I often talk about who the best catcher is in all baseball history. And I always default to Johnny bench. Um, and so we've done a lot of him and I have done a lot of sort of looking into the other guys. I like like Gary Carter and a few other dudes, but I mean, Johnny bench was a hell of a baseball player and that reds team right now. I mean, if you had 50 bucks lying around that you wanted to make a fun bet on, holy, would they be, would they be a good world series bet right now? Ellie de la Cruz, like seriously, the, if he's not a total mutant, you know, if Otani's not from another planet, uh, De La Cruz certainly is,
3: uh, um, <laughs> to quote, one of my other favorite movies, they might just be a mutants from table nine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, there. <laughs> and apparently
4: the reds have another kid in their system. Who's as good or better than, than De La Cruz. And they're going to let him marinate down there for another season or another half a season, or I don't yeah. know, maybe they'll bring him up, but, um, the, definitely, the Reds are the one to watch. I think in the NL, um, Braves and Reds. No, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's. I just you know, watched somebody
3: also that's too way fun. too hot right now, and that is Orioles hitter Gunnar Henderson, who just knocked a solo home run over the right field bleachers for the. Is it two Orioles. nothing? It's, it's three nothing. Three to nothing that's in it. The I quit. Top of the third. <laughs> <laughs> Only the third, so,
2: guys. Only the third. So still it's got still
3: got time. <laughs> so, um, Chris Bassett, I can't say gave a bad pitch either, but. Gunnar Henderson's too good of a player to leave and leave yeah. in that spot. <laughs> so um, that kid might be one of the best infielders in baseball in the next few years. It very well could be. Oh, for yeah. sure. So
4: that whole, oh, Ori- yeah. that whole
3: Orioles team is nuts. That's why I was saying this. They should just pay however much it is to bring Verlander, Scherzer, Otani, whoever the hell, to yeah. help this team because what do they got to lose?
4: Nothing. You know, win three or four, know, World give up Series. a few
3: prospects, or just take all yeah. the money from the. You know, you know, it's like okay, go ahead, fine. we'll take Scherzer's money. Just fucking give them to me. Well, but see, the, <laughs> yeah. the one thing the Orioles have going for them just now, they money is, on
4: anything. This is where the Orioles could move a uh, make a move like this is they have been selling out all year, for the first time in years, the place is absolutely packed. Like. Every single game is a, a, if it's not a complete set out, it's close. And I was watching a thing on it and they said, it's been six years since they've even come close to these numbers. And I mean, it's great for Baltimore. You know, it's, uh, right. it's one of those things where they stuck with Do you remember when they had the first, the, the game in the lockout where, or I mean in COVID when no one was there oh, and so they were weird. turning people away, P- people were still trying to come to the game and there was yeah. no one in the crowd. And I mean, for them to have, you know, the support that they do have. I mean, I, I don't want them to win, but I mean, <laughs> it's nice to see them win. You know what I mean? Like, like if you've nice. got a, it's like when the Cubs were the, won the world series, I didn't necessarily want the Cubs to win, but down deep, I really did want the Cubs to win. <laughs> I did the same. Well, at that, we knew one, one curse was ending during that series. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would be the, the uh, at the time Indians or the the Chicago Cubs. But the other fun part about that whole thing is regardless of how you just said, I understand I'm not rooting for the Orioles or anything, but if it comes down to a lot of teams and they're the ones in the World Series right now with where these teams are lining up, Unless they're playing the Brewers, I'm probably going to be rooting for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, but I'm going to be slightly jealous at the same time because I'm like, how come they get to build up a team from scratch as quickly as they did, and we get shafted? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that was supposed to be our our Thunder as Blue Jays fans with the Vlad Bows stealing our Thunder Vigio So, but to that point, guys, seeking a steal and thunder, should we talk about how Ken probably won another week of Picks the Click? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is there anything else? Topic-wise, the two of you would like to talk out before we do get this wrapped up, so we can go watch the rest of the ball game here. No,
4: nope. all good. Nope.
3: Ken, all good. All good. Are you uh, throwing a brick of money or a brick, brick of prospects in the next 24 hours? Do you think the Blue Jays make any major moves or grab a Marcus Stroman hmm. or something? Do you think there's another move coming,
4: or do you think we're done? My my thinking is that there is the potential for two. I think that there's really? the potential, potential for Tim okay. Anderson still. I still feel like the Tim Anderson thing is still there. I feel like with the White Sox trying to to just wholesale, I mean, I, sending a guy like Espinal to the White Sox in, in exchange for Tim Anderson and and a prospect would probably be a very good deal for the Jays. Uh, and then uh, I, I'm 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 still thinking that there is the possibility of of. Stroman, but I think it got less and less as they made the two. Anderson's they... an
3: interesting one, and I know there's some smoke to that because it keeps coming up. But you know he has a club option for next year too, right? Yeah, I know, so but I, I mean
4: he can play short, he can play two, he can play the outfield. Like I mean, he is Whit Merrifield with, a, with a, that. it's hits home runs with power. Yeah, I mean it's it's if you could get Tim Anderson. That would be a major league steal, a major league steal. Like you would be, you know, and especially if you could get him for for not a lot. Like I wouldn't want them to give up the farm to get him, but you know, if you could get him for, like I said, like Espinal or Biggio, and both. you know, maybe a yeah, both, um, maybe a, a good uh, prospect outfielder, or catcher, or something that we're you know would would probably never ever make it to the majors or or would have to really work his way there. But I don't know.
3: Yeah, he's got twelve million this year, fourteen million next year with a club option. So you know, it's a good deal. It's yeah. a good deal. And to that point, you would know he'd be take we, whoever team takes him from the White Sox would probably be taking that.
4: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: If they want a prospect in return, that's not a cheap player. It's not an expensive player as far as major league money, especially somebody with his upside. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see where that goes. No, that's yeah. a good. That's a fun one. That's mine. That's
4: my my one. Yeah, or
3: you want to add anything?
2: Oh, oh, I'm, I'm just no. excited to see what intrigued. What's... <laughs> intrigued. I'm curious to see what, like you said, I think there might be a potential for a move. I don't know how many moves, though. That's what I'm kind of curious. No.
3: I'm wondering if this is it. I really am. So we got all, we're going around the whole circle here <laughs> because I, I really think they are. I think they're in that moment right now that they accomplished what they wanted to do. They wanted to build out the bullpen, but if they get anything else on top of that, they're happy yeah. rather than bonus, you know not they're not feeling like they're settling at this point they're feeling like hey we accomplished something we're a vastly improved team with the depth they built up in their bullpen as of you know the
4: last week so, i'm gonna sprinkle tay oscar in there too now that i've opened my big that mouth <laughs> there it is so no I wrong answers. that would be a nice win no, there wrong is no, answers. Wrong,
3: no wrong answers i guess the biggest question is is what we're gonna have to do this week if we all of a sudden do have a splash so we're gonna have to have a Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday we'll have a Tuesday. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk, fix a click, and wrap this one up, boys. So, last week I had Kirk. He was pretty good. Um, we had good. Double K for Mr. Jason Lyons. He was not good. <laughs> Vladdy for uh, Ken. And we have Dalton Bar Show in the guest spot. Unfortunately, Bar Show, I think, is uh, definitely a, a no show. <laughs> yeah. But he gets carried over for this coming week. Um, let me pull it up because I honestly i don't know who's the middle K, K and um, Whip Merrifield or uh, Alejandro Kirk had pretty very similar better. days,
2: yeah. It might have been Kirk.
3: Kirk had two home runs, four RBIs. Where's Kiermeyer? Kiermeyer bat 300 but didn't have the home runs or the RBIs to go with it. So, you all actually going to give me a win for a change, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man Crush Monday and Donald Alejandro Kirk gets me a win finally. There you <laughs> go, big
4: Craig. <laughs> there we go. So I, I'm tied with Jason
3: with three now. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. I only got how many more to go? Same thing with Jason to catch up with you, J. Uh, Ken. I'm wondering if that's even mathematically possible. Oh, we'll get him. <laughs> One of us will. Still early the in the up, season, guys. The runner-up trophy before we. Can I just send take Whit uh,
4: for the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> that would <be> my pick. <laughs>
3: um on that point jason if you want to go
4: first go right ahead Ooh, okay so he's gonna be um, that guy now ken you know what i, I i'm gonna uh I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a hunch here and i am going to take uh um uh var show bar, but the we can't, show. Still carried over in the uh, oh dang it that's right in he's spot. in the guest spot um so we All get right, to go no our show. What can I do then? What can I do? What can I do? Can I do? Uh, wrong, wrong. You know what? Let's you know. I, let's the caution of the wind. We're going double B. Brandon Belt. Oh, okay. Double B. The BB. <laughs> the Capitan. Yep. El Capitan. Beardo.
3: <laughs> All right, Ken. Your turn.
2: I think I might have to go with Jensen again. Like he's just something that uh, there's just something about him that in the clutch he seems to be pulling it off. So
3: you know if we have if I we think, do pull a uh,
2: comeback we might have that chance
3: yeah and to that point i think uh Jansen jansen's in there, and kirk are going to be very much so what we saw at the end of last year over the ne- next few months unless we all of a sudden do get the person that we were talking about here in the tim anderson <laughs> a teoscar hernandez i think that dh spot is gonna be for one of the two of them Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that brandon belt's doing horrible because he's doing exactly what i would actually assume brandon belt would have done this year other than the fact that i kind of would have figured he'd be approaching double digit home runs right now but um that's just because that ballpark i thought was really going to help him in the midst of translating from you know (laughs) <laughs> what is the, the biggest ballpark in baseball, I believe, in San Francisco to the Rogers Center, who is not that big. So crazy fun. And to that point, now I have to do some thinking because I was going to go back-to-back catchers on this week. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think I'm going to pick Vlad. I think this is going to be the week that he turns it on. I think the words that Matt Chapman and everything, showing his fire, are going to light it up for Vlad this week. That's awesome. Good, good.
4: Do you guys want to hear an, an incredible stat? Sure. Danny Jansen's last 162 games. He has 37 home runs and 110 RBIs.
3: It's kind of nuts, isn't it? That's a season. Uh, it's not kind of nuts. That's insane. <laughs> Let's hope he That's a silver that slugger. Path. Just I saying. Know. Wow.
4: That's bonkers. No, just to
3: show you how far AI has come, I've been goofing around with um, helping me generate the stuff for the trivia stuff, right? I know. I know. I need to look it up and fact check that shit because the internet is the internet. Oh yeah. Do you want to know what what Blue Jay player it said won the tw- the 2019 Silver Slugger Award?
4: Who 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 won it? It's
3: yeah. Which Blue Jay player won a 20 one of the Blue Jays that won a 2019 uh, Silver Slugger Award? Because it's a full on flat out lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was Danny Jansen. <laughs> one of the ones that said won won a Silver Slugger. Danny Jansen has not won a Silver Slugger award. <laughs> Did you see mm. the trivia I posted right before the show tonight?
4: No, I was uh, I was too busy eating Graham Crack or oh. uh, Animal crackers. I'm gonna
3: yeah, because I, I can't get this one, so I'm gonna I'm curious to see how if you guys get the three there uh, of this whole thing, and I'm probably going to bring it up to, to get it all straight. Because I always forget the third person in the trade. Um, so talking trade deadline baseball. The Blue Jays obviously have been very proficient over the last few years at the trade deadline. Who were the three Blue Jays prospects that we traded for David Price in 2015? I have no clue. I got two of them. I never get the third because I was a big fan of one of them. Uh, It wasn't the one that lived in a
4: van. Wasn't uh, one of them? One of them was (laughs) Daniel Norris, wasn't it? He would be the one that lived in a van. Yeah. That was the, wasn't he down was by a, the river, though. That guy was a dude. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I mean, you know, um, Matt Boyd? Matt Boyd would have been the
3: favorite I enjoyed. I can't, that I can't remember that the was third. Heartbroken about it all. Him. And nobody will get the third one. <laughs> I don't care what. Blue no, Jay I'm going to gaggle you it are. and see. <laughs> <laughs> Hario Laborte.
4: Oh yeah, that's what a name. Yeah, that's a, what a fake talk. name. That's the fakest name I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name. That's the name that my first fake ID had on it when I got it from King Studio down on Granville Street.
3: I want to say that actually parts of that word, Bort, might be actually a, a Simpsons Bort, joke for one It is. Yes, it's the Bort. Uh, Bort. It's uh when they go to uh
4: Super Heavy no Funland Bart. or whatever. Why would they have Bort? <laughs> no, yeah, it's the uh, whole lot of Bort license plates. That's again. it. And he said he said, my son's name is also Bort. Bort. <laughs> I told oh, my kids ah, that, that, that
2: they're they have to have their kids named after Bort, so. all oh, well, my grandson is
3: Bort
2: <laughs> gotta love Bort
3: Simpson. Oh, good deal. So oh, anything hey, else and, that you uh, gentlemen
4: would like to add? Go ahead. Yeah, RIP to uh, a person who molded my comedic uh, life the whole way through. Paul Rubens died today at the age of 70. Uh, oh, Pee Wee man. Herman. Uh, possibly yes. the first imitation that I learned how to do as a as a kid and and I don't pride myself on being a really great imitation guy, but there's about nine that I can do really well. And, and Pee Wee Herman was always one of them. Uh, oh, I mean, just the whole thing, just, you know, all of it. And it was so goofy and so idiotic and it, but it was clean and it seemed wholesome. And, you know, there was funny jokes way deep down in there and, and you yes. know, just. It's it's interesting when, like, because my kids have never seen it. Like, I said today, this morning, I'm like, Pee Wee Herman died. And they're like, who is that? I mean, they're 12, so how would they know? Yeah. But, I mean, for everyone that's my age, that's one of those ones where it's like, damn it. Like, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Cherry, you know, like, yeah. just.
3: yeah I'm not going to lie. Every time somebody uses a big word, I like, during a conversation, still to this day, ah, I go, that's the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> Oh, it's so, so stupid. Good. It gets a good joke across. So stupid, yeah. Um, Ken, if you want to show your kids, and I'm going to show my daughter this too, on um, WWE's. Twitter account and stuff and Instagrams. They actually posted a bunch of videos of when Pee Wee was actually the host oh, of Oh, yeah, he you was know, the guest of host of Ryan that. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot completely all about this. And there's a part where he's doing a monologue back and forth with The Rock, and it was just comedic gold. And then there was all sorts of stuff that he, you know, the, the word of the day was ring. <laughs> so somebody came out, and I think it was The Miz, and he's like, yelling at Pee Wee Herman, he goes, I'm going to kick your ass and throw you out of this ring. And then,
2: ah!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then the big show comes out dressed as big wee, big wee. <laughs> and throws the miz over the roof.
2: <laughs> Pee Wee, big wee. Oh boy. You
3: know, so, but anyways, good point, Jason. Um, I wanted to make sure we mentioned something on that just because it is, is all political. Iconic. Fun it's and all pop iconic. It's, it's, it's
4: That's affected correct. all of our lives. Yeah.
3: Correct. All right. On that note, Blue Jays fans, if there is any major trade deadline news, we will be back. There will yeah, be a second show this week. Watch out for it. We'll, we'll advertise it just like we did before this show on this. Make sure you do tune in every week for you know our show live Monday evenings mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock Eastern. Any other breaking stuff, we are going to do our best as we are now approaching playoff season and the run for the pennant. And we will make sure we're here for you all the time as much as humanly possible. Blue Jays fans, make sure you also listen in uh, weekly and whatever we do. Any other special releases, wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from on Spotify, I, you know iTunes, all that kind of good stuff. We are there and we are ready to talk. And we saw plenty of you coming in this evening. Make sure you join these chats. We're happy to display your info with your question and everything right on the screen. Happy to have you as part of the conversation as we are Jaybird watching the Barroom Chat for Toronto Blue Jays fans. Part of jaysjournal.com fan-sided network. All right. Ready, boys? One, yeah. two, three. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays.
2: Charlie Gruber. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at Bird Watching GC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.